Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Let's love the Lord together, shall we? Lord, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty presence. Oh, we love you, Jesus. 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 God, your holy power, oh God, to settle in this house. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. To repentance. We live in a day where uh, we just kind of want to bypass repentance in a lot of play, even apostolic folks. Just get them talking in tongues. And uh, he didn't say it. he's not willing to should perish at all talking tongues. He said that there would be repentance. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Revelation. Revelation 20. Revelation chapter 20. I'm going to read a few passages of Scripture. Uh, we're actually going to read quite a bit, but I'm not going to be teaching. Uh, at least I don't believe I am at all. Um, it'll be different. I, I felt somewhat uh, bad. I like to worship more during the service, uh, especially in a, in a more lively service, but the burden that's on me is not one for leaping and jumping around. I I told the pastor, I said, I said pardon me, I'm, I'm sorry, but the way the, the initial part of the service is going, I just don't feel anything about that. So uh, thank God for anointed service leaders that will, many times that will open the door. And sometimes, sometimes the Lord, sometimes it'll be through a slower move of God. And I've come in with a faster message. And, and, uh, and so if you was waiting for some magic deal to happen that you would really respond to God, you probably missed it. Amen. It's going to be a movement in a different vein here over the next little while. Revelation 20 and verse number 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth, the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great. Would you say small and great? That's everybody. That's every individual. That's from the children among us to the oldest adult. That represents those of the lowest income strata to those of the highest, the great and the small. Uh, and he said the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Don't let everyone, don't, don't let anyone ever tell you you're not saved by works. Initial salvation is not done by works, but you're going to be judged according to your works. And the scripture said they were judged every man according to his works again in verse 13. Verse 14, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 21 
and verse 6, the next chapter, Revelation 21 and 6. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water, a life freely. I wonder if there's anybody thirsty for that water here today. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, and another word there is the coward, the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. This is the second death. Jesus, we ask you to help us over the next little while tonight. Oh, Lord Jesus. God, the burden of your word, Lord, to make entrance here. God, let your fear, God, the glorious power of your touch rest upon us. God, from the youngest upon us to the oldest. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated as you are seated. If you want to open your Bibles, we're going to read some more verses here. I want to I want to impart some things to you of the Word of God that that it's not a popular subject today, but it is an apostolic subject. It is one that the early church preached often about. It wasn't something that was just some obscure uh, just It was just a parable in the Bible, but it was a place, and it was an event that is coming. And the Lord Jesus began in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 41. He says, The Son of Man shall send forth His angels, and they shall gather out of His kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, meaning lawlessness. And He shall cast them into a furnace, of fire, there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father, who hath ears to hear. Let him hear. There is a place that's coming that humanity will uh, spend uh, eternity in. Some will, not all, but some will. Matter of fact, the scripture says many, many are going to go on the road that leadeth the Broadway that goes to hell and destruction. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 49. He said, So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. I pray here tonight that the same spirit that was upon me as a little boy when I would hear messages like this would somehow get upon everyone here again that would get upon our youngest. And, and uh, I don't have time and certainly I'm not going to get into testimony, but I remember as a young boy 
not having the Holy Ghost and not having uh, been baptized in Jesus' name, knowing and understanding that with my rebelliousness and all of that that goes into it, uh, I was not ready for heaven. And that should the Lord come, I would have certainly ended up in hell. And as I got older, knowing that there was times in my life that I was not ready to meet God and not uh, not serving Him, and therefore knowing that should judgment come at that moment, I would be spending an eternity in hell. We hear the word hell today. It is often perverted. It is used as a cuss word. Folks will tell people to go to hell. Other people will say, I am going through hell, uh, which is, it's a disservice to the idea of hell. There is nothing in this world that we will go through that can even remotely be compared to hell. There is no spirit that we will encounter. No human being can inflict. The closest that someone could come is to say war is hell. But even then, when you are dead, there is no more feeling. There is no more pain. There is no more worries, no more thoughts, uh, unless, of course, you spend eternity in the real hell. So it's not worthy. As a matter of fact, some will even say, well, uh, they'll tell folks to go and burn in hell. They'll say that to those that criminals and such like, and even folks that have done something wrong to people. Uh, I just want to know if, if in fact that you feel that way about anybody, you better pray through here tonight. If there's anybody in your heart that you got anything that you'd rather see them in hell, you better pray through. Amen. I don't care how great the sin they've committed uh, or how small the sin they've committed. uh, Every sinner is going to end up in hell. Hell is too hot and eternity is too long uh, for any amount of bitterness, uh, for any amount of hatred, uh, for any amount uh, of money that's been stolen, uh, for anything that's come against anybody in this room, uh, for you to hate someone so vehemently that I would rather see them in hell. You don't know what I've been through. I don't need to. You don't know what I've been through. I know what it's like to be in church and and see folks that abused you sexually and physically in a church somewhere else. And it's only because of the grace of God. There's two that I still to this day, uh, they're backslid today, Sister Goff. uh, And it breaks my heart. Uh, They did be terrible. uh, But when God forgave me uh, and gave me a new heart, uh, since I've been here in this revival praying uh, down there in that room, uh, God, uh, don't let them go to hell. Uh, Hell's too long. You've had too much mercy on me. I said, you've had too much mercy on me. I don't want to see anybody in hell forever. There's nobody in this world I hate enough. Can I tell you, my father, is he is going to hell. He's already, I don't understand all of where he is right now. I know he's in the grave. I know he wasn't serving God. He mocked this message. He was baptized in Jesus' name. Never received the infilling of the Holy Ghost. When he walked away, he mocked. He made fun of. He tried to grab his children, his other children 
children and turn them away from the things of God. And that day when they planted him in the ground, they got a rent-a-preacher that came and said, well, Gordon is looking on us from heaven. If it hadn't have been so serious, I'd have broke out laughing. you got to be kidding me to think that somebody that could mock God and tear down holy things is going to get anywhere near heaven. You're crazy. My father's going to spend eternity in hell. It's too late to do anything for that man. But I'm doing everything I can right now. Pull it for anybody. You don't have to go to a place called hell. There is no eternal security doctrine. There is no once saved, always saved. You've got to make sure that your salvation day after day. God, I don't want anything in my life that would keep me out of heaven. I just tell you, I don't lie. I felt felt this for the last week and a half. I understand, boy, we wish, I wish so and so was here, and I wish everybody, and they may be listening online, but I'm just gonna tell you, I'm preaching this when God wanted it preached, and should they miss it, and should they say, I never knew, God will have a date and a time, and say, I had my man preach it right here, and you decided that whatever you had going on was more important than to hear that that's the importance of going to church. That's why we we never know uh, what word uh, is it's always for me uh, but what word is expressly for my situation a place called hell disobedience to parents disobedience to a pastor will keep them out of heaven lying keep you out of heaven oh we all know all about perversion and all those things that are even though they're doing their best to to pervert the word of God today all you got to do is love if you love God God's holy that means there's a whole lot of stuff holy things don't touch There's a whole lot of things uh, that's not going to... Why in the world would anybody want to go to heaven uh, that's doing all kinds of ungodly things here uh, and think you'll have a good time up there? Uh, Do you really think uh, that you can drink and cuss down here uh, and carouse uh, and lie and cheat and all the stuff that the world has to offer uh, and you're going to enjoy heaven? Uh, That's what hell's for. Uh, But I ain't going to hell. Uh, I'm going to heaven. Uh, I made up my mind. Uh, I don't want to go to hell. It's hot. It'll burn. The Bible said where the worm dieth not. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew the 25th and 25 chapter and verse number 30. He said, forever under, verse 29, for unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundantly, but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant. What does that mean? That means somebody that was serving God. There's your once saved, always saved. I can go from being a good and faithful servant to being an unprofitable servant. And cast that man into outer darkness where there shall be weeping 
and gnashing of teeth. Heard folks say, oh man, there's going to be the greatest prayer meeting you'll ever hear is in heaven. That's false doctrine. They ain't going to be praying in hell. They're going to be biting. You ever been in a prayer meeting where people bite and gnash on one another? Me either. That's the type of praying that's going to be in there. They'll be praying on one another. It'll be hatred unleashed. They won't be repenting then. Uh, They'll be saying, they'll be hating God even more. We're going to get to that here in a minute. Revelation tells us how it's going to be. And if you think that you're going to change your demeanor then, when you can't do it, when the grace of God and the mercy of God is on this earth right now, what makes you think you're going to change when God's wrath starts getting poured out? If you can't walk away from sin, from hatred and bitterness, jealousies, well, I feel, I feel a deeper deal than just the, the biggies. If you can't walk away from those things, what makes you think that now that it's hidden because of grace and mercy and God's trying to pull it from you, what happens when the cloak is pulled back? And the wrath of God comes. Luke chapter 16. Luke the 16th chapter. Verse 23. Luke 16, 23. It reads. This is the man. Rich man and Lazarus. And in hell. He lift up his eyes. Being in torments. And seeth Abraham afar off. And Lazarus in his bosom. He cried. said, Father Abraham. I want mercy now. I didn't need your mercy when I was alive. I had money. I had all the stuff. I didn't need anybody's mercy. But everybody's going to come to a place where you need mercy. And he that showed it shall get it. And he that's not extended it ain't getting any. Just send Lazarus. All I want is a drop of water tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. While I was praying about this message just sitting right over there before service, I remembered my Aunt Alda. She came with her son to live with my mom and us in the summer of 83. She needed a place to stay. She was a drunk trying to get out of a bad situation. She'd make fun of my mom going to church. Her and her son would come to church with us. She'd make fun of them. I remember one time she clocked my mom right now. Pow. Berta, you're a nut. A few other choice words. They drove away. And it wasn't four or five months later, my mom got up to Sacramento just in time to walk in the hospital room. Where my Aunt Alda was screaming, I'm on fire! I'm on fire! Because nobody knew that when she left our house, she already had cancer. Now all of a sudden, I'm a believer, Berta, but it's too late. You're exiting this world. You feel the heat. You'll feel hell's heat. Oh, some do. Not all. Matter of fact, there's some folks die and think they saved. Because they've learned how to sear their conscience and preachers have already put them in heaven just because you just, as long as you just believe, but there's a real hell. 
that's coming for those that are even deceived in their spirits. That man looks and he said, I... He said, then he said, verse 27, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. Now all of a sudden I want to try and be a soul winner now. I got five brethren that he may testify to them lest also they come to this place of torment. I don't want my family here. And the preacher, Abraham says, they have Moses and the prophets. They had the same word that you had. They ain't getting another word. You're not going to get some angelic visitation to come and say, oh, you're okay. No, you're going to have to obey the same word we got. The word that I'm preaching right now. Will you save yourself? You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to go there. Oh, God. Jesus. Our problem today in America is we have just enough Christianity to no longer fear hell. And just enough of God to not need heaven at all. So you preach a message about hell, it's almost like preaching a message about Jesus coming back. It's one of the reasons why I almost can't stand preaching a message about hell. Because for the most part, it does nothing like it used to 30 and 40 years ago. People are desensitized. Folks, I agree. Other folks just come on, do something sensational. Come on, scare me into a pulpit. Come on, uh, just tell me the stories. I don't serve God out of fear. But I do have a healthy fear of hell. I believe it just as much as I do heaven. I am going to heaven. I am not going to hell. I will not spend an eternity down there. My family, if they want to, have at it. If my friends want to, have at it. I just saw a picture today of one of my, one of my best friends. Uh, when I first came back to God, uh, he was an example to me. Uh, and now, uh, uh, he's starting to drift off and go the way of a whole bunch of other apostolics that are drifting. Uh, and I thought in my mind, uh, God, uh, I ain't doing that. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, you've done too much. Uh, hell's too hot eternity's too long I'm going to be saved I wish I could preach it hot enough I wish I could preach this like preachers of old where it would get into some of you young people and some of us olders that would say God you'd walk away tonight with the fear of hell like you never had when you wake up in the morning I ain't going to hell I don't want to burn forever I'm going to be saved when you look at your neighbor when you look at your loved one it's not just seeing who they are and what they're doing present but an eternity that's coming for them if you're videoing me shut that thing down say entertainment preach
preaching about a place that folks are really going to go. You got to get it down in your heart. I I ain't going. I I got too much of a love for God. I I don't want to do anything that'll keep me out of heaven. Second Thessalonians chapter one. We live in a world that whatever they want to do, that's what they want to do. And therefore, it's okay. However, I want to be. This is God. This is God loves me as I am. He does, but he loves you too much to leave you there. But you don't get out of there. He's not just going to pull you. We talk about God pulling us out, and he does. But only if we let him. You've got to get to a place where God, I want you to pull me out of here. I need help to pull out of here. You're not going to go to heaven attending the ball games. You're not going to go to heaven looking at all the kind of garbage on the internet. Not just porn and all that. Just wasting time. You're not going to go. You're going to miss heaven. Having all that kind of makeup and all that stuff. I know this boy, there's a visitors that get mad. No, those that are on this is preaching used to save folks right here. Tell me uh, what's going to put me in hell. I'll tell you, Hollywood will put you in hell. Ah, yeah, dressing immodestly will put you in hell. Having a mind uh, that says, well, I'll mess around with it where nobody sees me. Uh, When I'm on my job, but when I come to church, uh, I'll be okay. Uh, When I go somewhere uh, where nobody really knows who I am, uh, that'll send you to hell. But God loves you enough uh, to send a preacher to say, you ain't got to go there uh, if you'll get something deep down in your heart. I don't care what organization uh, is going and doing all the garbage uh, that this world has to offer. Uh, I don't care what what they're attending, uh, what they're saying. Uh, It's old-fashioned preaching uh, that's going to get you out of hell uh, and get you into heaven. First Thessalonians, second chapter one. Verse 7, to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's more than just being baptized in Jesus' name, talking in tongues. God's interested in where you go. God's interested in how you look. Uh, God's interested in the things you see. Uh, God's interested. Why? Because if you got the Holy Ghost and been baptized in Jesus' name, uh, you're now a vessel of His. Uh, you're a vessel designed for honor. Why would you want to dishonor your thoughts? Uh, why would you want to dishonor God's eyes? Uh, you are a temple uh, of the living God. fire taking vengeance on them that obey not who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory the glory of his power oh hell's going to be hot hell's going to burn forever but what makes hell even worse is there will be no presence of God None. Never again 
will you feel the tug? Never again will you be able to pick up a phone and say, hey, pray for me. Days are gone. Never again. I, I wish I could preach. I, I, oh God, I wish I could preach this. I tell you the truth. Years ago, I preached 2010. I preached a message called "Your First Day in Hell." Never have forgot. I've only preached it twice. I'm preaching elements of it right now, but that's not the message. It was so strong. I knew. I knew for a fact I was reaching for somebody. And little did I know there was a backslider there that had been up and down. He looked. He came. He honored God's house, and he didn't look like he didn't. He just looked like a just a dressed down Pentecostal coming from work or whatever. And and, uh, and man, I got done, and he hit the altar running, dove in the altar. Church celebrated. Man, God was good. Three months. When the fear let off. When life hit him and he had to confront sins that were hidden. He backed out and left. His family and his younger brother was in the church. Caleb came to me, I don't know how many times, that was in 2010 I preached there. Caleb would come, every time we went there, I'd get in and out of there almost once a year. Sometimes, there's a couple years we didn't go. Every time he saw Brother Savala, I'll never forget. You remember, you remember my brother. I can't remember his brother's name. You remember, man, he ran. I'll never forget what you preached, Brother Savala. Your first day in hell. I'll never forget it. Oh, it scared me. It's somewhere... Brother Caleb forgot about that message. And the week he turned 18 years old, drummer in the church, remembers the message that helped his brother for a little while. But 18 years old, see you. I'm going to go do my thing. And forgot the message of hell. I feel God again when I come to church. That's some of the problem. We got a generation now that they know they, they'll, they, they'll come and feel a little God walk back out the door. Rather than having an honest, healthy fear. Oh, God doesn't want us to fear. He just wants us to stand in awe of Him. Again, another perverted usage of that idea of fear. The charismatics tell oh God, you're not supposed to fear God. That's a lie. The Bible said to this man, will I look uh, to him that trembleth uh, at my word. You better believe uh, there is a fear aspect of living for God. Uh, he has the control uh, to wipe me out just like that. Uh, he could send fire down and consume entire nations. Uh, he could send water down and dry out a whole world or drown out a whole world. He could do whatever he wants to. Uh, and I serve that God. You better believe I walk in fear. Uh, there's times, God, uh, you could squash me out. Uh, that's why I don't want to fail him. That's why I want to live for him. He's been so kind and so good. I don't want to ever make him upset. But we don't live in that world. The world we live in is, oh, it's just a, a meanly mouth God somewhere. Everybody's welcome in heaven. Everything, just whatever you want to do. No hell. If there was no hell. Why would I even want to go to a heaven? 
shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence, from the presence, from the presence. Oh, you can resist preaching. I've been in services, talked to a pastor today, a place I was in here in the recent past. Asked him about a couple. That was the second time that my awareness that I preached your first night in hell. I wish I hadn't asked him. That night, they had been struggling. They hit the altar, crying, praying forgiveness. God did a miracle there. And today, they've already forgotten about it. Gone back to hellish ways. Gone back upon the things of God. That's why I don't really like to preach about hell. Because the whole lot of folks, oh, it's just, you're just trying to jerk. You're just trying to make me afraid. You're just trying to. Nope, it's a real place. I got most of my family members are going to be there. Oh, that's right. So that's judging. No, it's not judging when it's according to the word of God. If we know how they lived before they died, we know where they're going. That's a, that is a judgment. That's right. Jesus said, fornicator, the word of God says fornicators, adulterers, murderers, liars. They ain't going. Well, if that's what's my family members, they ain't going to be there, sister Go. I can't do anything about them. So what does God have me doing? Savala, you better stay right and reach as many people as you can. You don't have to go. All you got to do is repent. All you got to do is say, God, I want to live for you with all my heart, my soul, my mind. I don't want to spend eternity without your presence. That's good preaching. I like that. I agree. times when I was a young boy. This will sound funny, Pastor, but there was a season in my life where I was so afraid of missing the rapture, of missing God coming and going to hell. I literally, whenever I'd take a bath, I'd ask God not to come because I wasn't certain if I could go to heaven naked. Oh, that's that's cute. That's a little boy. No, that was a heart saint, God. I want to be saved as a little boy. I know what it's like to be six and seven years old and go in and ask my mom, would you get up, would you pray with me? I'm not ready to go to heaven. I wish that come on our generations today. But Brother Hilton, this isn't lack of faith. I'm just going to tell you, I believe most of those days are gone. The Bible said, just as the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, as the days of Noah. Imagine what it must have been like for Lot. The night, go get your family. And he's going, and he's talking to his family. I got two angels at the house. They said, we got to get out of here tonight. <laughs> you old fool. Fire's coming. You're an idiot. Go back to bed. Leave us alone. 
But I got angels. I mean, I said they're, they're here. They're, they're ready. Come on. Come on. I don't want my family to burn. And they just left the night that God's getting ready to pour judgment out. That's where we live right now. Oh, Noah. How long was Noah building that ark? 150 years? 120 years. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go help the old dude out. Oh, let's go have a picnic. Let's go. Let's go check it out. Let's see. <laughs> well, that's good until the door shut. Hey, let us in. I believe you now. Too late. That's how it's going to be when Jesus comes again. You, you young folks, everybody in this building, but I feel a burden right now for some of the young folks. You better grab a hold of this message right now. There ain't anything in this world. There ain't any girl. There ain't any guy. There ain't any job. There ain't anything in this world uh, that's worth losing uh, your salvation over. Uh, that's worth one moment. That's worth one minute. There ain't a relationship. Uh, there isn't anything that's worth missing heaven for to spend eternity in hell. There isn't somebody that I can be mad at. So they lied on me. So they abused me. Uh, so they cursed me. Uh, so they hit me. So I'm telling you, uh, they may have done all those things, but you got to be able to say like Jesus did. Right? Jesus. Uh, I want to be a Christian. Uh, what Jesus do? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's what sinners do. That's what people that are messed up in the head do. That's what... No, I'll shoot them instead. No, I'll come out there and I'll do this to them instead. That's the world we live in. Stephen, preaching the word of God. They start biting on him. I've been in some fights. I only remember getting bit when I was a kid and some of the fights when I was a kid. But I'm going to tell you what, you get bit when you're, boy, I make, ooh, you come alive. There wasn't no gospel singing going on, Stephen. I see. I see Jesus. Father, <laughs> you want to talk about a Christian? There was a man who made up his mind, I ain't going to hell. Ain't one of you biting on me. Ain't one of you stoning me uh, is big enough to make me go to hell. I'm going to love you uh, all the way till I die. And you know what it produces? A Saul and a Paul. I'm the chiefest of sinners. Why? Because I killed God's people. But he had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance. I don't want to go to hell. I can't do anything about the past. But you can bet everything you got in your bank account. I'm going to do everything I can. To make heaven my home. Jesus. 
Jesus, I'm doing the best I can. God, I, I do. I wish there was some others here, but they're not. God, you have to work with those that are here. God, there's a whole lot of folks here. Their hearts are already right. It's just a refreshing of the Spirit. But God, there's some here. I can't get it out of my mind. I've had it in my mind for a month or two now. I don't know who you are, but God hadn't showed me yet, but you're dabbling in some things. You're dabbling. You're messing around. That's what's locking up your praise and worship. And You'll get free a little bit here, and then you go back. I'm telling you. It ain't worth going to hell over. It ain't worth an eternity away from Jesus Christ. Revelation 14. Here's what's coming. Revelation 14. Verse 9, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out with mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. They'll see, but you ain't going to feel him. Fire and brims. I never take the mark. I'm not even getting into all the ridiculousness that's behind all the COVID shot stuff. And if you're if you're getting all messed up in that, you need to pray through. Don't you get messed up in the well, I'm gonna judge them if they're taking it, then they're wrong, and if they don't take it, they're more free. Don't get messed. That's not God's plan. You stay close to your pastor, but don't you get messed up in the hate and the vitriol that's going through our world right now and even in Christianity with all that mess. You let that be on the conscience of each individual, but don't you make your your dedication somebody else's criteria for heaven. But there is coming a mark of the beast. It's not here yet, but it's coming. And we are being conditioned to just accept. But the righteous will be wise. Let me just tell you some mark of the beast ain't going to come by accident and you're not going to accidentally get it get given to you. It's going to be those that worship the beast, folks. Whatever that is, however it appears, what all that is, but they're going to knowingly take it. How do I know that? Because the Bible said that there's going to be folks that don't. So that means you got to know the difference of what you're doing. But those that do take it, it's hell forever I can't explain I'm not getting into prophecy and all of that stuff with who and where and what I'm just telling you what the scripture says Revelation 16 verse 8 fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire now notice the attitude 
Oh, well, I, when all that stuff starts happening, then I'll, I'll repent. I'll. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God. You think they're going to pray through then? That stuff's not happening right now. It's the easiest time in the world to serve God. But there's coming a day. The spirit that's already among us here right now. What makes people take God's name in vain? Oh, I know they're just sinners, but, but they're already rejected. They're raised in, their, in a life that's rejected. What causes... Uh, oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm not going to get in. Scripture said, and then were scorched with great heat, blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Blaspheme the name of God, the God of heaven, verse 11, because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. It's all your fault, God, just like people are already doing today. Somebody dies, they take it out on God. Some job situation that happened, well, how could God let this happen to me? How could, I mean, if it's a car, if it's a family situation, it's always going to be blamed on God. It's the same spirit we're reading about right here. You got to get to a place where God, you knew about it, but maybe God didn't, he just allowed it to happen. Sin happens. I can't help what somebody did to me, brother, when they were sinners against me. All I can do is what God am I going to do with the spirit that's affecting me. I can't change them. But God, I ain't going to falsely accuse you. They repented. Not. It's all God's fault. It's all so-and-so's fault. I'd rather, I'd rather go to hell than repent. Verse 21, same chapter, Revelation 16. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail. For the plague thereof was exceeding great that's the attitudes that's coming in our world they're already here I said they're here and there's some folks even among this group that have entertained those spirits that's why I'm preaching what I'm preaching to some I'm preaching a warning years ago thought about him every once in a while I call and check on him a young man in a church in Mississippi God moved on me to preach a message of judgment preached it the whole time weeping all I could do is weep while I was preaching I told him the same thing I, I have here tonight that most of the time messages like this those that love God, they'll take it and just add it to what's like having a spiritual knapsack. Oh, God, 
I'm going to eat that. It's going to sustain me. But you ain't got to worry about me. I'm going to stay right. But often to the folks that you're preaching to, doesn't do a whole lot. And Elder, I'm just going to tell you that's why I hate preaching. I, I can't imagine what it must have been like for Jeremiah to preach his whole ministry. And God told him, ain't nobody going to listen to you. At least, at least, preaching the gospel, Brother Self, from time to time, people respond, they get the Holy Ghost. And you'll see folks start cleaning up. And, oh, what a, what, a, what a blessing that is. You know it's not your word, but you see people try to, but imagine a man that preached his whole ministry. And God said, they ain't going to listen to you. But I'm going to have a witness for eternity that I reached for him. And tonight upon somebody here, this message is going to be a witness for your eternity. Preach that message. And I told him, I said, within, within just a few days, I can't remember, it's written in a calendar somewhere, and my wife would have it written down. The spirit of death is here. Judgment people begin to pray folks flooded the altars I looked back and there was a young man sitting in the back he was I hadn't seen him before but he looked Pentecostal and all of a sudden I saw him throw his hands and he started talking in tongues and while that spirit of judgment was there a girl sitting next to him come running down the I'll talk it in tongues and worship in God. I thought, well, that's the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then all of a sudden, there was a great roar of people realizing what was happening back there with that man. I turned around at the pastor. He said, brother, he said, that bro, that boy back there has been backslid for several years. He married just to get that girl, and he ain't been back to church since. Except this is his first service. And he wept and cried, prayed through the Holy Ghost. And you felt a good touch of God. But there was that overshadowing of judgment. The next service, it was tight. I mean, Pastor, you know, people were still afraid. There was, there was a fear there. And I was just, I wasn't even preaching a message, just ministering. I walked by. And when I looked at that boy, it was just like that. The Lord said, I stayed the judgment. You tell him if he'll steep, keep living for me. He won't ever have to worry about it. When I told him that, that boy jumped straight up in the air. I don't know how he didn't trip over some of the pews. The spirit immediately broke and that church just blew up. The Holy Ghost blew. Every once in a while I'll call that pastor. Hey, how's that young man doing? Brother, you wouldn't believe it. Only one time, after about the first year, I called and said, how's he doing? I said, man, he's struggling. I said, you remind him of the message. 
I called that pastor, talked to him. Actually, I talked to him at Heritage. And uh, I said, how's he doing? You wouldn't believe it, Brother Savala. He's one of my main guys now. God, I'm going to tell you what. When somebody really gets a revelation of hell and uh, determination, I ain't going. I'm going to serve God with all my heart. You can be like that young man. You can end up being a help. You can end up being a strength. You can end up being a blessing. And you'll end up with the joy of the Lord like you've never known. The scripture said, Revelation 16 and verse 15. Interspersed. And the passage we've just been reading about judgment and refusal to repent and blasphemy of God. It's like, it's like the Lord throws in a verse of hope. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked. And they see his shame. And that's what the Holy Ghost is looking at right now. Sir, ma'am, will you sell out everything to gain heaven and never look back again? What if I fall down, get up, don't look back? The scripture talks about the man that put his hand to his plow and looks back. Didn't say anything about tripping up and falling down while you're going forward. Hey, brother, when you're plowing going forward, you're going to hit some rocks. Uh, you'll hit some things that will cause you to go off course. Uh, you might even stumble. But it's different when I start looking back because uh, I lose all control. Uh, I'll end up wondering. Uh, I'll end up lost. The Bible says that man's not worthy. Uh, but, brother, brother Jaheim, while you're walking with God, don't let anything God draw you back. Uh, but if you fall down going forward, get up going forward. Uh, stay behind it. Uh, don't let anything take you to hell. God, God, I've done the best I could. Whatever happens now, God, I have to be between individuals and you. Lord, I ask God that a real fear would settle upon many of us. All of us, but God, there's some that reject. Even now, God, some are counting the cost. and It's just not worth it. They don't want to cry. They don't want to weep. They're too proud. Pride's going to take some of you to hell. I don't want anybody to see me cry. I don't want to. Better learn how to be broken in the presence of God. Because you'll cry in hell. They'll be weeping there. But in heaven, there's no more weeping. God's going to dry the eyes. Every tear that you've ever prayed, Mama, Daddy, there's coming a day you're going to get to heaven. He's going to wipe them away because it's not a place for tears no more. But while we're here, God save my babies. God save my family. God save my mom and my daddy. God, save those, save my co-workers, God. 
Help me to be a witness, Jesus. God, hell's too hot. I don't want them going there, God. I don't want them going there. God, I don't want to go there. The Apostle Paul, some of us here, well, I, I, I come this far, I'm going to make it. You better watch out. The Apostle Paul said, I could become a castaway. Oh, take heed, those that think they stand, lest they fall. You better come every day saying, God, I'm going to serve you. I don't want to go to hell, God. I'm going to serve you the best I can. I love you. I love you. I love you. Even right now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you can see the hardness in hearts even right now. Oh, Jesus. God help us here today in the name of the Lord stand with me stand with me Jesus Jesus your presence is all across this building right now I want to invite anybody that wants to it don't matter I thank God for our good guests here uh, I, sir, I, I know, I know you feel, I don't know how much you, you got the Holy Ghost or whatever. I don't know, but I know God's moving on you in a mighty way. When we get, when we all come up, why don't you just come be with us, man? Let God restore and do some things here tonight. Son, you too. Hand of God's upon us here. Amen. So, so glad you're here. We're, we're, we're just like one beggar finding another beggar. So we got a loaf of bread, man. Come on. Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Says God, I'm going to make sure tonight, before I walk out of this building, I ain't going to hell. I'm going to tell you, it'll start here tonight. There's some decisions, some repentance. God, uh, forgive me. You can walk away this night, right now, clean. Uh, when you walk out that door, you can walk out delivered uh, and renewed and refreshed. Uh, God, uh, I'm going to be right with you, oh God. You gotta make up your mind tomorrow. Tomorrow when those old temptations come. Tomorrow. God, I'm gonna do what's right. I'm gonna do what's right. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God, it's hot. It's going to be hot there. Uh, you better make up your mind. I ain't going. Uh, God, I don't want to spend an eternity in hell, Jesus. Uh, God, my mind, my spirit, uh, I've got to be right with you. Oh, hallelujah. God, is the decisions uh, that I'm getting ready to make, uh, are they worth hell? Uh, God, uh, is the spirit that I'm entertaining? Uh, God, is the hatred, the bitterness, the strife, the jealousy, uh, are those things that I have in my heart, is it worth going to hell over God? Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, God, is the addiction uh, worth going to hell over? Uh, God, uh, oh, no, uh, I gotta be saved. Uh, I gotta be saved. Oh, above all else, I must be saved.
I love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, you let those tears flow. Don't wipe them all away. Oh, come on, let God, let God, let that, let that just break. Oh, hallelujah, in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Be sensitive to those around you. The Spirit's helping us right now.